is uploading the virus. Eagle One, the package is being delivered. Hello and welcome to Cyber. This is Motherboard Editor-in-Chief Jason Kebler in for Matt Galt, who is sick. I'm here with Joseph Cox, our senior reporter. What's up, Joseph? Hey, great to be here again. So you broke into your bank account with an AI-generated voice. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, All of these different banks, uh, you have Lloyd's, but also Chase, I believe Wells Fargo, and a few others have deployed this technology where to log into your account over the phone, you can use what's called voice ID or any number of different things depending on the bank. And you found out that you could create a clone of your voice and break into your account. What? Uh, how did this story come about? Like, when did you first realize that this might be a vulnerability? Yeah, I've been thinking about this for a while, ever since we started seeing clips online of, you know, deep fake voice AI or artificially generated voices, like whatever you want to call them, synthetic voices as well. People were making memes with these or just posting clips uh, online. And I thought, well, hey, my bank, one of my banks uh, in the UK, Lloyd's, uses voice ID. Would it be possible to prick it? So I started looking around for different companies that were offering sort of a voice AI service. And there's a whole industry of these now. I don't have exact figures, but I've come across at least half a dozen where you log in, you provide some audio, and you can generate um, a voice. So it started with that idea. And honestly, the hardest part at the start was trying to find a company that would accommodate for my British accent, because most of them will, most of them did take my audio and generated an American English voice, which wasn't going to cut it, obviously, for this. uh, Right. I remember we tried a few different ones and it was like, we almost gave up at some point because I feel like we were like, there, there simply does not exist the technology to replicate your British accent. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. AI hasn't got that advanced yet. At least that's what it felt like at the time. And even some of the companies we spoke to, or one in particular, I can't remember the name, but when you paid for the normal service, $30 a month or whatever, you get the American English. And then to get British English or other accents, you had to contact them. And I got a quote back that was something like $2,500 to just produce a British accent. Um Luckily, fortunately, eventually we found another company that could just do it either cheaply or, in my case, for free, um, very, very easily. Right. And we'll talk about that in a second. I think uh, just so people sort of understand what happened, I'm going to play the video that you made, uh, which is you logging into your account using a deep fake voice. Welcome to Lloyd's Bank. So we can get you to the right place. In your own words, please say the reason for your call. Check my balance. Okay. Please say or key in your date of birth. Please say, my voice is my password. My voice is my password. Thank you. Here a balance. Using your keypad 
Please select one of the following two accounts. One, your classic account ending. Okay, Joseph, can you explain for people who are listening to this as a podcast what, what that was? Yeah, sure. So obviously you can't see exactly what happened, but what what we had laid out was my laptop on one side, on the left, and that is what is running the AI voice. I've made MP3 files of specific phrases that you hear in that conversation, the first being check my balance, and then the second one being my voice is my password. Those are playing from the laptop on the left. On the right uh, is my device that I'm just using to call up Lloyd's Bank in this case. And then I just filmed the both devices together. So, you know, if you're listening to it or, you, or you're watching it, you can see that happening. Uh, the process, as you heard, is pretty straightforward. You ring up, the banking system asks you, well, why are you calling? Just say that in your own words. You could say, you know, check my transactions or anything like that. In this case, I just said, check my balance. It then asks you to enter your date of birth. Uh, I didn't include my date of birth in the video or, or in the audio versions, just my own privacy. But after that, this is where the voice verification stage kicks in. And Lloyd's asks you, okay, please say my voice is my password. Uh, and then you hear me playing that file from the laptop. And after a few seconds, the banking system eventually authenticates it and it believes that it is speaking to me. And it's then granted access to my current balance across my different accounts, my recent transactions, uh, all of that um, sort of thing. And I should just say this, beyond finding a company to generate the voice, um, the other hard part was actually this authentication, mostly because I had to try to get the AI to create the voice in just the right way where the cadence would match um, my voice. Like the synthetic voice we made, that the company made, it's very, very good. But when you're trying to do a piece of authentication, it needs to be, it needs to be better than good, right? It needs to be great. It needs to be basically spot on. So that was like the hard part in trying to like poke and tweak the AI system to get that phrase, my voice is my password, just right. And then when I did that just recently and filmed it, uh, I was shocked. Like I, I literally took a step back because I wasn't expecting it to work after so many failed attempts. Uh, but we got in and we showed that this is possible. And this is just me, you know, spending five, 10 minutes a day when I have a minute giving it a go. You know, right. I'm not a persistent hacker. Right. So to be crystal clear, I think people probably understand this, but in that clip, you were not you. That was an AI generated version of you, which I hope was obvious, but it does sound really good. Like when I hear my voice is my password from that AI, it sounds like you. Uh, I think that if I heard it saying a longer clip, like if it was a full paragraph or something, I might be able to understand that, hey, this is a clone of Joseph's voice. Like we've done sort of enough reporting in the space to understand that there's, these voices still are not perfect. Uh, but for for such a short sentence and because you had honed it, it does sound exactly like you. I don't, I don't think that I could have told the difference if you didn't tell me that it was an AI voice. Right. And I mean, it could definitely trick 
a human, which is which is already interesting in and of itself, right? You can imagine all these implications where you're tricking a particular target over the phone and you're doing it to a human. You know, hey, we are your bank or hey, I'm your daughter, your son, your parents, whatever. Um, you know, maybe that's not realistic, but I can see some people falling for it. So that's on one side. And then the actual thing we tested is whether you can fail, <laughs> ironically, another automated system uh, into giving you access to something. And I'm, well, I'm pretty sure humans will be fooled and we've proven that machines can be fooled as well. Right. So I want to talk about this sort of biometrics, not not just biometrics, but voice as an authentication method, as a security method. So Lloyd's Bank is a really big bank. So it's pretty, it's pretty important that we show this vulnerability. It's not like it was some random you know, community bank that doesn't have its uh, cybersecurity in order. Uh, So they call this program Voice ID. And the way that they advertise it, they say, quote, your voice is like your fingerprint and unique to you. Voice ID analyzes over 100 different characteristics of your voice, which, like your fingerprint, are unique to you, such as how you use your mouth and vocal cords, your accent, and how fast you talk. It even recognizes you if you have a cold or a sore throat, end quote. Uh, TD Bank has something called voice print, which they say, quote, your voice print, like your fingerprint, is unique to you. No one else has a voice like you. Chase has voice ID, uh, similarly says it's created from more than 100 different physical and behavioral characteristics. And Wells Fargo has voice verification, Uh we only tested this with Lloyd's Bank because we don't have accounts with all of these different banks, and uh, you sort of identified this potential vulnerability in the way that Lloyd's does voice ID. But and we haven't audited like sort of exactly how voice ID works. But taking this at face value, it says that they use a hundred different characteristics and all these different things, like how you use your mouth, your accent, how fast you talk. This trial proves that AI can effectively mimic whatever attributes voice ID is testing, correct? It's like, it's not, whatever whatever you're saying to the AI to create that voice, it's effectively mimicking it in such a way that if voice ID is as sophisticated as they say, it can fool it. Yeah, I mean the the voice we generated is certainly accurate enough to fool a system that ostensibly uh, and allegedly is checking for all of these different characteristics yeah that's absolutely right and as you say we only tested on lloyd's bank mostly for logistic logistical reasons as as you lay out but i did find it interesting that you find that you have lloyd's bank saying oh we test for a hundred different characteristics and then you go look at Chase, obviously one of the biggest banks in America, and they also say they're looking for 100 characteristics uh, to do with your voice and your mouth pattern or something like that. Sort of my hunch is that there might be like a white label voice authentication system being used by multiple banks. If anybody listening has any ideas on that or tips, please feel free to send them my way because I find it kind of unlikely that banks are all spinning up their own voice verification systems when they're all basically providing the same service, right? And that also ties into, you know, this is not a story about Lloyd's Bank. That's just the example we chose. This is a story about the the ready availability 
of voice uh, AI technology and voice authentication across the banking sector. This is not some sort of fringe um, mechanism. When you call up other banks, you know, I've seen people responding to the article saying whenever they call up TD Bank, for example, they keep trying to get them to enroll in voice ID. This isn't left of field. This is an ordinary login mechanism for a lot of people. And, you know, this sort of artificial intelligence generated voices could be a threat to that. Right. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, why, why do you think banks have rolled out this voice ID program? Like, Lloyds Bank told you in a statement that uh, they believe that this voice ID has cut down on fraud. So, I mean, what are some of the alternatives? Like, what is voice ID replacing, I guess? Do, do we know? Yeah, so previously when you call up a bank, of course it would vary from bank to bank, but in my memory and from covering hacking and cybersecurity generally, it's going to be something a bit more traditional, almost like a username and password, right? You ring up and maybe you have your account number, that could be sort of your username, maybe you have a PIN or a passcode or something like that. They could also verify that you are calling potentially from the phone or the phone number that is registered to your account, but of course that could be spoofed. And a lot of these login credentials, for lack of a better word, could theoretically, um, well, practically are phished. You know, you respond to a phishing email, maybe you even respond to a phishing call, and you provide this sort of information. What Voice ID did was that, well, you can't really phish somebody's voice, you know, so if, even if you give up your password or something like that, when the hacker goes to ring up the bank, they can't do a convincing uh, impersonation of your voice. At least that was the understanding. And yes, to be fair to Lloyd's, and I imagine this applies um, to many other banks as well, they say that Voice ID significantly lowered the amount of fraud going on. And I think they did specifically point to phishing as well. So that's the sort of stuff that it counteracts. But with that being said, Voice ID was invented you know, several years ago, maybe maybe five years ago, I'm not exactly sure, but it was invented at a time when you couldn't just log onto the internet and make a synthetic voice, which now we've learned you can do in just like the past few months, this technology has really, really exploded. And that's what has changed here, the availability uh, of these voice generation tools. Right. So we have done episodes in the past, I think with Ben, maybe like a year and a half ago at this point, where we created a deep fake of Ben's voice and then we had it read some lines uh, and then we turned that into an episode of cyber and that was a fun fun episode we've seen like um, cloned voice voices before primarily with celebrities and politicians and people who have tons and tons of high quality audio sort of like out in in on the internet like readily available to make Ben's deep fake voice we partnered with some technologists who had to spin up sort of like a bespoke uh cloning service more or less and it took them i think two to three weeks to do it and we had to give them i think 24 hours worth of Ben talking like it was a lot of hours of Ben talking and the reason we were able to do that was because Ben had recorded so many episodes of cyber so we basically dumped like multiple episodes of cyber 
to these researchers, they had to, uh, they basically had to buy time on like an AWS system uh, to generate it. And it took a really long time. Mm. And then to, to make Ben talk, I had basically a service that they had spun up where I could make him, him speak by typing in text, sort of like text to voice situation. But none of this was very user friendly. And it also was expensive computing wise for us. It was difficult. Like it was basically a roll your own sort of thing. And it also like, to be honest, it didn't sound that much like Ben, like it wasn't that good. Uh, talk about how that has changed because you were able to make a clone of your voice like pretty easily. Yeah, it is nothing like that anymore. And I mean, literally nothing like that. Um, we'll talk about the company more specifically, but just to say the name for the first time, it's Eleven Labs. That's the company whose technology we used. Uh, but the process is incredibly simple. You make an account on the site. Uh, at some point it was free. Now you have to pay a small amount. I made one when it was free. You log in and you upload just about five minutes of audio. I think the site even mentions that you sort of get diminishing returns if you upload more and more and more, like just give them five minutes. That's all you need. So through this same microphone I'm using right now, I recorded myself reading sections of Europe's uh, data protection law, the GDPR, um, just you because there's a lot of variety. At every, at every point you can. That's uh, <laughs> Why did you choose GDPR? Well, also, well, I mean, on one side, it's pretty funny to take a data protection law and then use it, obviously, to do something about privacy and security. But it's also just because it's a... It's an interesting document in that there are a lot of different words in there, a lot of different syllables, a lot of different cadences and phrases. And I just thought it might actually make a good script uh, for this for this sort of thing or for generating an AI voice um, at all. Uh, I don't know how much of the quality of the voice was on the GDPR and, and my choice of that, uh, but it certainly did its job, right? So I just recorded five minutes of that in about four or five different MP3 files, uploaded them, and... Not only is the quality of Eleven Labs leaps and bounds, sort of, not only what we did with Ben, but even other companies on the market right now, not only is it the quality, it's the speed. As in, it is literally instant. As in, you upload the audio, and you can then start typing stuff into the box, and the voice will say it. I genuinely don't know how they do it that quickly. Um... But that's how it works. And then the only other thing when it comes to sort of getting the best out of it is that it's actually best when you type much longer phrases and sentences and potentially paragraphs into the Eleven Lab system. That's how I was able to get the cadence on my vo my voice is my password just right. When I just typed in the phrase by itself, it wasn't quite right. So I actually took a section of the GDPR had my voice read that out again, and then I just pasted my voice as my password somewhere in that paragraph. I then, you know, trimmed the audio, and then, and then I had a clean little phrase like that. So there's some po there's some processing work there for this particular use case of trying to get into a bank account, but the ease of use, the accessibility, and the availability is, yeah, absolutely nothing like what you described. Right. Um, with Ben's and the AWS instances and the researchers and all of that. And of course, it's not just us 
doing this, right? We've reported multiple times, and the reason we even started looking at Eleven Labs in the first place. All right, to let's be honest, see, let's take a break here, commercial. Okay, break, and then okay, we're get into that. Sure. That's that's second half of the show. So, all right, we'll cut that bit. No, not cutting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, hold on. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, we're back. Uh, so I'm going to play this clip which joseph i don't know if you're gonna be able to hear but here we go i love this map takes me back is that you again joe on my fucking team oh, great it's this guy oh gg we lost this is my rank up game too we are not even out of spawn doors GG. and this guy is already complaining someone dodge please you fucking interlock zen again and you're gonna feed again how many accounts do i have to keep fucking avoiding you, you are not on? beating the hard stuck masters allegations don that is so cap joe you know, I was having a really good day today. Don't care. Went golfing, hit a few holes in one. Don't Wanted care. Wanted to solo cue some Overwatch to end the Don't day. Don't care. And I- okay, so this is uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden arguing about Overwatch. Uh, someone uploaded this on Twitter last week. It has 5.3 million views. Uh, it's titled Presidential Overwatch Debate, parentheses, the sequel. Joseph, what are people doing with the 11 Labs voices? Uh, I mean, beyond fun little memes like that, you also have, you know, communities like 4chan using 11 Labs for their own gains as well. And like, this is how we first came across 11 Labs in the first place was that the company tweeted they've noticed abuse of their service and they're asking how to introduce some new safety mechanisms, that sort of thing, to curb the abuse. We then look into it. And we find that 4chan has generated synthetic voices of celebrities. There's, you know, Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, uh, Emma Watson. Um, and these members are making these fake celebrities say all sorts of homophobic, racist, transphobic, and violent things. The example that I just jumped to, because I think it's like almost the easiest to tangibly sort of get, get a hold of, is that they make Emma Watson read out sections of Mein Kampf, you know? Now, that's, that's not something I imagine Emma Watson would uh, usually do. So you have 4chan doing that. And, and sort of, as you mentioned earlier in the episode, this technology has targeted celebrities for a very long time because their voice is all over the internet. But what happened next was that 4chan used 11 Labs to target much lesser known people. They were video game and other types of voice actors. Of course, they still have audio out there in the world, but these aren't public figures. You know, these are uh, actors who work on games you may know of, but they're not necessarily the star of those. So what 4chan did was generate voices of these people. It made those synthetic voices read out the home address of uh these actors and then posted posted them on twitter they they used 11 labs to dox and harass these actors now that is crossing a line we haven't really seen specifically with audio 
deepfakes, right? Obviously, we've seen them with visual because that's the entire way that deepfakes came about in the first place was the generation of non-consensual intimate imagery, right? right? Now, we're having something similar, at least when it comes to abuse, of audio. Right. So... If you're interested in that, you can listen to the last episode of Cyber, which has more of Joseph's reporting on sort of what 4chan has been doing with uh, with AI voice generation. But it's interesting to see this technology evolving from sort of like joke to harassment tool to harassment tool of lesser known people. And now, you know, it can be used malicious, like, those are malicious uses, but it can be used to circumvent security measures. Um, let's talk a little bit more about, like, where do we go from here in terms of, I don't know, like, can can voice ID be saved? Like, what, what do you think Lloyd's will ultimately do? What do you think sort of, like, the, the banks should do if they want to prevent this from becoming a, a problem on the on the level of sim swapping or something like that yeah it, it's a very interesting security discussion and issue because it really depends upon who is being targeted right it really depends if you have a bunch of your voice out there in the world that being said the attacker only needs five minutes right but if you're a streamer a youtuber a politician a journalist this will be very very easy uh to have this sort of attack done against you potentially what i think lloyd's is going to do i think they are ultimately going to keep voice id probably because they believe it significantly reduces other types of fraud for the vast majority of the population and presumably for the vast majority of their customer base voice id is probably okay in the same sort of way whereas the vast majority of internet users sms verification is probably okay even though it sucks (laughs) in lots and lots of contexts and increasingly so I kind of think of it more like that sort of discussion. That being said, the banks absolutely have to pay attention to this sort of thing. The speed at which we've seen these systems improve and the speed at which we've seen them be abused, I mean, it's almost dizzying just to see how quickly this is ramping up and the cases of abuse coming in. Uh, If they don't close it down, they're going to have to either, you know, improve their backend systems and produce other mitigations as well. And at the end of the day, my AI did fool uh, this banking system and and allowed me to break in and it should not be able to do that. Right, right. I think um, the thing that's scary to me is that the information sort of needed to break into an account is probably available through other hacks as in, like things like date of birth, things like social security numbers, like sort of the the other factors that might go in as sort of like a, a like I, I believe that banks moved to voice ID in part because let's say uh, information about account numbers, information about uh, like last four digits of social security, uh, birthday, mother's maiden name, things like that. Uh, those are no longer sufficient to keep people safe. Uh, because there have been so many hacks, there's so many sort of databases that, you know, everyone's social security number is out there somewhere at some point at this point. 
it's really hard to keep that information secret. And so they move to, to voice print and it's, that's also something that's really difficult to keep safe if you are a public person. And so the idea that, you know, previous breaches of other services being combined with this sort of thing, like, I don't think it's going to be super widespread because there's only a limited number of people who have high quality voice out there. But uh, I think like the combination of previous hacks with the ease of creating a voice is pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, in the same sort of way that you see increased harassment and swatting and doxing and all of that sort of stuff when it comes to Twitch streamers or YouTubers, I can very easily see, at minimum, people making more voices of those sorts of people to embarrass or harass them or just, you know, make the voices say racist stuff that the person wouldn't say, up to, yes, potentially using it in some sort of security-related incident um, as well. Those are the sorts of people who are much more likely to be um, targeted by this. But it, I, I'm sure it's going to happen in some form with, with, with that community, at least. I guess we've previously seen some, uh, we used to call it deep fake audio. Um, I guess now we'd call it just like AI generated voices or AI voice clones. But there's been a few examples of people deep faking the voice of like a company CEO and then using it to fish people. Um, can you talk just very briefly about sort of the history of fake voices being used for crime? Yeah, that's, that's a really good point, actually. Uh, we've reported, uh, first of all, on, you know, business email compromise, which is a thing where a hacker goes in, uh, they break into an email, they will then send an email saying, hey, please transfer the funds over here. Uh, pretending to be a legitimate company and they'll change the bank account to sort of their own or something like that and that is a multi-million dollar ongoing scam across the world the step up from that um, that we've previously reported on is that hackers will pretend to be the ceo or someone in authority using a spoofed voice you know so maybe it's a phone call or something like that or a voicemail and that is how they will redirect funds or somehow trick the other people into sending information or, or finances. This could very, very easily be another step up in that, both in quality, just from the you know the high quality of Eleven Labs's uh, service, and also in ease of access because it only requires five minutes of audio. Imagine if your CEO or your CISO or whoever gave a speech at DEF CON or Black Hat or whatever. Those are usually, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes long. Just take the audio from that, if it's clean, upload it to Eleven Labs or whatever, and now you have a fake voice of someone in authority who I could easily see being used to trick people in a HR payments or any other uh, part of the company, really. Right. So last thing I want to talk about is Eleven Labs' role in this. It's like we've seen Eleven Labs' voices being used to harass people. You've now shown that it can be used, you know, to circumvent security systems. Like, why does Eleven Labs exist? Like, what what is their mission, I guess? And what does Eleven Labs have to say? I know they didn't talk to us for this specific story, but they've talked to us in the past. Like, what is... Uh, like, what do they need to be doing to prevent this sort of abuse? Yeah, so Eleven Labs, um, as we've said, is sort of 
the the best company around it seems right now at least technology wise it's created by an ex palantir and an ex google um employee and the sort of markets and use cases they're going after is that we will provide ai generated voices for videos for books for newsletters that sort of thing I think another side of their business is also potentially translation, although we haven't really looked into that because it's not really applicable to what we're interested in right now. But that's the sort of stuff they're going after. Um, And what we've also touched on in a previous episode of Cyber is how voice actors are very mad about that because this sort of AI technology could be used to take away uh, their jobs and their, their livelihoods and that sort of thing. As for how Eleven Labs is dealing with it, when the 4chan stuff started happening, they said they were going to put in more blocks. Um, and then I think they, they did put in some mitigations, although they haven't specified to me what they are. Um, but what they have said is, you know, they take the abuse very seriously and they'll respond to reports of it by the community and, and that sort of thing. That's all well and good. But at the end of the day, they released a technology with essentially no barriers to entry or minimal barriers uh, to entry if you wanted to get in and abuse it. You know, this was not particularly locked off at all. Even if you have to ask for payment information, okay, well, then the person will just make the voice and then you have their credit card afterwards. Like, that, that's not stopping the creation in the first place, right? And ultimately, it's up to Eleven Labs what they do and whether they're okay with that technology but i think beyond us showing the specific use cases of hacking and fraud in in this particular example it is also just highlighting you know the common approach of someone releasing a technology into the world without those safeguards in place and what happens after that is this right all right joseph the article is how i broke into a bank account with an ai generated voice you can find it on motherboard.vice.com Uh, I am Jason Kebler here with Joseph Cox. Uh, Thank you, Joseph. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.